Well, hello, and welcome back to another great, scary edition to ghost stories told from the south. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and I got some skilly, skilly stuff for you today, boys and girls. Ha 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 All right, ma'am. Sorry I'm late today. They uh, have been messing with my internet some here. What's going on is here in my community of Mineral Wells here, where all they're putting in new fiber optic cables in the ground and all that and starting to get it all hooked up. Because before it was all on the power lines. Now they got it all on the ground. And this, we, lads, this past week, the internet's been off and on, off and on because they've been doing their work and shit, so... But I'm here, and after today, this internet shit will be done taken care of, guys. And I sure hope you enjoyed last episode I did. I want to say thank you on the uh, YouTube page, getting a lot of love and support there. And my numbers are just growing on Spotify everywhere, guys, and I appreciate it, and I love it very much. But since I didn't get to do a whole lot of uh, researching like I normally get to, I'm going to uh, go back in the vault today, and we're going to go over a special that me and Lexi covered when she was doing it with me. Uh, it's a, a special. We used to do specials, but I've kind of quit doing it since since she quit doing the podcast with me. I need to bring it back, though. I enjoyed it. But anyways, we used to do these specials every now and then, and that special we covered was about the... Uh, Married couple that would go do the uh, paranormal stuff and all that. Can't remember their name. I want to say Lorraine, but I'm not for sure. Can't remember his name, but yeah, we covered them in a documentary we watched and we talk about it and go over stuff. So pretty good episode. Check it out, guys. Sorry for the inconvenience. Next week, I will have fresh stories, fresh stuff. And a fresh start. I'll be doing it on Friday night, and it will come out on Saturday like it's supposed to. But thank you guys for understanding. I appreciate it so much, guys. But without further ado, get tucked in. Get you a nice warm blankie. Get you a nice warm blankie. Some hot coffee or some hot tea or cocoa. Whatever you like to drink. Get strapped in and get ready. To go over some paranormal stuff. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. <clears throat> All right, guys. <clears throat> Hope you enjoy it. I'll see you at the end of the show, ma'am. And welcome back, everybody. This is Ghost Stories 2 from the South. I am your co-host, Lexi. And I am your host, Stephen LeBoud. Everybody got some scary stuff for you today on our special. Lexi's been digging and diving deep for some good old, for a good special. Yes, I and have. And we both kind of have, but the only thing I participated in was watching a documentary. Well, I mean, but you're the one that told me about it. So. Yeah, because I thought, you know, with us being, telling uh, ghost stories and stuff, oh, I yeah. thought that we should maybe do one over, um, what's their names? <laughs> I always forget. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes, because the, I didn't know till I seen this documentary, and that's what kind of inspired me to do the documentary on them was I didn't know that they were like the first people to be like, hey, we can we can talk to this, you know. These yeah, they spirits. were like the them first people to really yeah. get like 
what they do out there and like about ghosts and stuff like yeah. they introduced it so it's pretty cool yeah. i was like yeah we gotta do something on these guys so we did and this is what our special is going to be about so yeah so um stay tuned till the end to hear further news about the podcast sorry <laughs> i can't stand being um, behind my chair make sure to check out our video we are actually recording live right now yes on so make sure to check that out. A day before Halloween, yep. guys. We, we was trying to stay up till midnight, but I'm an old man. I'm tired. <laughs> it's okay. But I did have a cup of coffee, so. But see, <laughs> but I can uh, stay up late podcasting all the time. Yeah. But, no, just not doing anything else. We've done that before. Well, we did that one time, what, three or four podcasts that day? Oh, that was so exhausting. But uh, I think we should go ahead and get started. What do you think? Let's do it, ma'am. All right. Okay, well... I am going to start this by saying that um, this thing goes a little bit back and forth. It talks about between, like, the locations of the accidents, all like, or incidents. Also, it talks about them a lot, and they're kind of growing up in their childhood. So, like, it's going to go back and, and forth. And what I thought was cool about the documentary, didn't mean to cut you off, but how okay. it kind of entangled their, their marriage in their – it was kind of like – their it, romance yeah. and their marriage all rolled in with the romance of being a paranormal person. Yeah. They loved doing it. They loved helping people because, like he said, he wanted to let people know, hey, the devil's real. He is out there. I'm not saying, you know, start going to church every day. He's like, but there is the devil. There is bad spirits out there. Yeah. And it, it was just a cool documentary how they put that all together because man they were such a cool couple too i man. know and i didn't know stuff i knew about them like when they yes. died which we'll get to that oh, that's yeah. the very very end but that's sad that was, was so you know, sad like i kind of cried at the end i was like yeah. oh because like i i knew about them and i know who they are but i didn't know yes. this much because i've watched all the conjuring movies the Annabelle movies what their stuff is based off of so i was just kind of like okay well but then i listened to the documentary and i watched it, was, it and i was like my heart <laughs> yes it was so, so cool and it was a documentary and it's called um it's called The True Story of Ed and Lorraine Warren, and it's, um, I guess, the, like, the TV people who, like, the show is called Devil's Road. Yeah. That specific episode was just called The True Story. I think Story. it was on the uh, Travel Channel. Yeah, so, probably. That's yeah. where Raleigh's are from anyway. Well, because, so. I, I mean, that's a pretty much all I watch. I, I don't really watch stuff that... I'm not a real big guy on series. I watch more of its paranormal stuff. So, and, yeah, and like a paranormal caught on tape. and that, uh, My Haunted House is pretty yes, good, Yes, My Haunted House is another good one me and her used to watch together. Remember, we used to have a schedule when she was in school. Yeah, we'd watch She's, it, and then i go to bed after yes. school. Tuesday nights was um, uh, a haunting or something like that. And then Wednesday nights was a... Uh, American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. And then Thursday nights was another paranormal show. That yeah, we like, like we had it all throughout the week. We just yes. had it going. Especially about this time of year because that's when mm -hmm. they show everything. Yeah. But, um, okay, let's jump right in here. So, uh, yeah. Okay, now I'm going to say this, you guys. Like I said, I already told you guys that it's like a back and forth thing, so just hang in there with me. But you guys are going to feel really differently about these guys than, than you do. And... I hope that, like, if you don't believe in ghosts and everything, and I, if you're listening to this and you don't and you think we're just funny, hey, thanks. <laughs> but, like, I think we'll change your mind after some of this. But yeah. if you don't, you don't. It's just fun to listen to sometimes, so. But it's even crazy listening to that story we're about to say about these two people of how even they got ridiculed and people were like, you're fucking nuts. There's no yeah. way that happened. You're crazy. Get when out of here. When they had that, like, so many yeah. witnesses, but. 
All right, well, we're going to start. This is this is the first incident, and it's going to go back and forth, just going to let you know again. So this is, the address is a 966 Lindy Street Poltergeist. That's what it was called. Um, and this was in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and this was in 1974. Well, Ed and Lorraine had gotten a call from a friend asking for help. They claimed they had a poltergeist in the house, so Ed and Lorraine drove and checked it out. Well, uh, they got there and it had looked like someone like ransacked the house, like went through everything, flipped tables, <coughs> flipped furniture, like beat everything up with a baseball bat. Like, it, yeah, it was bad. it was destroyed. I mean, it did look like a bunch of gang of just young kids went in there, just a gang of people, and just tore it up. I mean, just demolished yeah. it. And I guess I guess like they left their house or the people that lived there left to go do something they came back and the house was like that yeah but there was like i guess no signs of break-ins or anything because the cops were there because i mean it looked well, like yeah, a break-in at first but then you, know. you start looking and it's like it's like no uh, no wait a minute <laughs> yeah so um then they got a priest a father out there and then Ed and Lorraine showed up so well Oh, and the people's names that it was, it was a... Uh, is that okay with your names? Oops, sorry. It's a... Uh, Whose name? The, the house they was at? Not the house, the people like that happened that it happened to. Oh, I don't remember. Why is it okay to say their names? Well, yeah, we're just okay. telling the story. Okay, well, because I know be that's... A, it should be fine. All right, well, it was the house of Jerry and Laura Goodman. So, um... And this, I'm going to tell you this, this is based off Poltergeist, so if you hear the movie, hear the movie. If you hear the movie, if you've seen the movie, um, and not the newest one, the original one, even though they're, like, kind of the same, but, you know, yeah. um, then you're going to kind of recognize some stuff, so. Well, so yeah, because Poltergeist, that movie was kind of cool, too, because it was had a lot of different kind of real stories in it, because yeah. it was based off of uh, the, uh, this, this. Yeah. So... But, yeah. So, anyway, so when they got the call, they went there, and the officers were there, and everybody was there. The officers were out there first. They went in, and they were literally seeing things lifting off the ground and moving and lifting. Well. <laughs> well, what that one cop say? That the, the chief was trying to, you know, because he was an old school old man. He's like, well, we looked around, and it was a 12-year-old kid that did it. And, da -da -da. and the officer in that yeah. tape goes, there's no way that 12-year-old kid did it. And then, because the, the paranormal guy was like, well, tell me, what, you know, what do you mean? Did you see something? He goes, well, yeah. There was nobody around, and that uh, refrigerator moved on its own. There's no way a 12-year-old kid's, and back then, you know, refrigerators and crap were heavy. They're not light Yeah, like they, they were big, now. and everything was more bigger and bulkier. And bulkier, so, and he was like, there's no way. You remember that part? Yeah, he was like, there's no way in hell that a 12-year-old girl can move that halfway across the kitchen like that. Yeah. And there was no one there. Well, that's not, like, the only thing that happened, but, like, that was one of the things that they had the reporting of. Well, whenever another cop had gone in, they, had gone. after they saw everything like, floating and stuff, they would repeatedly see this 12-year-old girl that was supposedly the poltergeist in a chair. But every time they saw her, she was in a different chair in a different spot in a different place. Well, they just kind of ignored that, and they are like, okay, whatever. Well, then... They literally saw her fly off the chair at one point. 
I don't know how you explain it. And wasn't that. it seen by more than one person? Yes, because then the media somehow got a hold of it, and the media was there, and people were running into the house and seeing stuff and everything. Yeah. So. It was crazy outside. If you see the documentary on it, there's like <coughs> it's just like that people. scene in Ghostbusters, you know, where everybody's outside that hotel, and the Ghostbusters are fighting to the, the crowd trying to get to the hotel. That's how it was. There's reporters everywhere, cops. I mean, it was a, yeah. everybody. It was packed. Yeah, well, and so whenever the officers were in there, also, like, a bunch of pictures were flying off the wall. So, like, crap was happening. Like, they weren't making it up, and especially what that cop said about the refrigerator, you yeah. know. Well, then a set of dishes also had lifted up and flew, but they weren't glass. They were plastic, So they and they broke. Like, not just broke, like, shattered like glass, but they were wow. plastic. Um, yeah, well, then they were talking to Ed and Lorraine. Like I said, this is going to go back and forth. I'm sorry. But at one point, um, the owners of the house were talking to Ed and Lorraine, and they had told them that one day the husband had got attacked. He was bringing in groceries and setting them on the kitchen table, and he had gone back out to get more and came back in, and the table was lifted up floating. Um, and it had turned, and it, like, flew across the room. <laughs> so, but as that was happening, his wife in the other room... Um, had cabinets opening and closing all over, like, the room, like, just right open repeatedly. Open and close, open and close. Yeah. Well, and then also in the kitchen, where everything was happening with the husband, knives came out of the holders and stuck to the ceiling. <laughs> That's so, crazy as pukaki. Yeah. So that, that happened. Um, that, you know, and then I guess that's also what they needed help with because of that. And then <laughs> after you see, like, knives fly and yeah. the kitchen table lift off the ground. I don't know. That'd make me want to stay. Um, yeah. Well, um, going back to the actual date of the incident, the so, uh, like I said, cops had showed up for backup and firemen came. Uh, there wasn't on fire, but, you know, don't know if firemen can help. Well, they was off flipping out. They didn't know what to yeah. do. They didn't know who to call. Do we need to call the paramedics, call the fire department? Because yeah. everybody kept trying to come over there and make their assumption of what's going on. Well, it's going on because this is happening or this is happening. But when they got in there, no one ever seen this kind of crap that was going on. So they were like, I, I, I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, a bunch of people eventually came. A city engineer had came in the um, house. house. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> came in the house, and the icebox moved towards him also. So it wasn't just one person. It wasn't just the cop. It was this city engineer the refrigerator moved more moved towards him too <laughs> so like basically everyone like there's witnesses well um this movie came out a little bit and it uh was based off everything that happened <laughs> so that's why i said that but the footage and everything was recorded and showed around the country, and how people were like, "Oh, that's fake." You guys, like a twelve, like if the twelve-year-old faked it, the other yeah. half were like, "Uh, uh, no, that's some demon crap going on." Yeah. So, well, and this is kind of the part <coughs> I'm a little confused on, but I guess uh, Judy, their daughter, um, introduced this case to them. Like, I guess she saw it, and then that's whenever she gave the owners their parent, her parents' numbers, and that's whenever they got a call. Oh, I her. guess. Because she is the reason that, like, they found it. Well, I mean, I guess they would have maybe if it was on TV, but, like... Yeah. You know, so... That 
Or I got a little confused on that, so I could be wrong about that, but, you know. But it was kind of weird, too, because the cops tried to cover it up. Remember yeah. Remember that? They got, this, they got the actual videotape, the vid- actual audio of the guy talking to the yeah. uh, other cops, and the cops were like, man, there's no way in heck that you're going to tell me that's that's that. He goes, i seen that picture fly off the wall. Or i seen you the know, icebox yeah. move, or i seen this girl fly. Like, so they, they pretty much dismissed it, dismissed yeah. it as, like, like the I said, total the, the, the chief of police, whoever ran the, the the unit, was, like, on on TV going, oh, it was no, there's no such thing as ghosts. There was no ghost in that house. And, I mean, he was just yeah. like, ah, it's that 12-year-old girl. And, but everybody else is like, uh, there's something fishy going on in that house. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, but, excuse me, that was so gross. So, I mean, but, like, if I was the sheriff in my town, I don't know if I'd want my... People knowing that they weren't safe because of a ghost. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it was like a boss thing where you had to be like, y'all are crazy. So, I don't know. But um, moving on, this is another house. Oh, no, it's not. My bad. <laughs> this is the same house. Um, uh-huh. The 966, the uh, Poltergeist one, this is it. Um, well, I'm going to start calling it Lindsay House because that's kind of what it is. It's the last name of the people who live there. But... Anyway, the they had a uh, blessing there. I forgot what that was called too, like a blessing on the house. And the father had actually seen shadows in the basement and stuff. Um, Lorraine set up a seance and she was doing a seance and a blister started forming on her hand. So Ed sent her home because he was scared for her safety and then he had stayed, you know, to see all, what else would happen. And... Then he was reading a uh, blessing out loud to this kid, the poltergeist girl, and a cloud had came out of this girl's body, formed around like him, was had words on it. He the energy of it felt like it was gonna explode, and it just disappeared. And yeah, so that do you remember that whenever it was showing the images or whatever? Yes, that was creepy. Well, um, they did an exorcism because they were like, that's some that's negative some energy. <laughs> we don't so, need that around yeah. here. Well, they did the exorcism and stuff. They said in one instance that this, the child was just standing and it got like, yanked backwards. You know how like in the recent like Annabelle movies, how like some if you're yeah. in the dark, like it'll yank you back. That's kind of See, what that's it was. The, that's when it's time to eject. It's time to leave the house. You might be stuck in it or whatever. Yeah. Don't live on the it's street time to get the hell no, out. It. It's yeah. time to just cut your losses and be like, man, yeah, we're we're gonna be stuck. So I mean, we're gonna be owing a lot of money, but let's just get yeah, yeah. out of here. I'd, I'd uh, go. Yeah. Well, and like we said, the whole town thought it was a hoax that the ten-year-old did it or ten, twelve-year-old did it, and the town just thought it was fake. And so that's pretty yeah. much the end of that. They but got you understand the... too, in the seventies, their mind wasn't as open as it is now about this kind of stuff. Back then, it was like that ain't real. And if you believed yeah. in it, you're stupid. Or yeah, something. you're so yeah, like, you're an idiot. There's no way. Yeah. There's but, always an explanation. And uh, now you have all this evidence about it. So yeah. But and what's crazy is, man, these guys lived the full life of doing this, and they seen some crazy stuff. I mean, some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now we're gonna go on talking about Ed for like one split second. Like I said, it was back. 
this is a little background on him. So basically, he was always interested in the paranormal, like ever since he was a baby. Not baby, I can't say baby, but like a little kid. Like, he loved it. Well, he used to live in a haunted house and he had experiences. His dad didn't believe it. He was like, there's logical, logical reasons for everything. Um, and he kind of had to dismiss it. And so after that, he went to the Navy at 17 just to, like, do something. And also, back <coughs> then, I don't think he really had choice, if I'm thinking about the right, right timeline thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he had a choice back then whenever he was a little boy or young teenager. Um, well, then Lorraine... She started finding her ability and experiencing it when uh, she was only nine. She started seeing auras around people, like the color and the energy you get from them. Um, But she grew up in a Catholic school, so she was, she wanted to go tell a nun, and they were like, no, you need to stop, don't think about that, because it was like, they didn't think it was holy and good. (laughs) Well, then she told her mom, and her mom called her crazy and was like, no. So. Yeah, because um, back then, if you said you seen ghosts or this and that, they'd send you to a freaking insane asylum. Yeah, or, so they were basically you just know, like, kick don't you talk out of town. Well, she met Ed as a teenager, and, like, they helped each other and everything. Well, they stayed together during whenever he had to go to the Navy. They wrote back and forth, and they talked almost every day. So they still were together and there for each other. Um. Then, in, um, Ed had a little experience, um, during an explosion after World War II. This is kind of whenever he got out, and he was like, I'm not doing it anymore. Well, there was an explosion of a, a ship had exploded, and everybody went overboard, went into the water. Well, he swam over to help a guy, and, like, fire formed on the water around them. Then, this guy, another guy, pulled, uh, put his hand through the fire and pulled them out. But every time he asked somebody about it, they were like, there was no fire. I don't know what you're talking about. And Ed thought it was like God trying to save him or something. Yeah. So, he went home and he married Lorraine on May 2nd of... Uh, yeah, because they got he, married like right there on the spot. Yeah, right because after Because he was that. leaving back out again, wasn't he? Uh, the act- yeah, I think so, actually. I yeah, I think that's why he wanted to rush it, because he had that near-death experience. Yeah, yeah, because he had that near-death experience. And he was like, and you know what, like, I love you, baby. Let's just get married. Yeah, so that's what it was. I don't know why I said maybe. I think he quit after this. He does quit early. Yeah, eventually. Maybe, he but leaves not, eventually. Yeah. But, so then, uh... Lorraine got pregnant while Ed was overseas, and that's when Judy was born. Oh, Julie. Judy. Judy. Um, so, also, he used to do, like, these paintings on the side. Well, ain't that... Uh, that's kind of what he did What afterwards. got him in to, like, yeah. the people's houses so and stuff? So, what he would do is kind of after the Navy, he was like, okay, I'm really into painting. I'm going to become an artist. Well... Him and Lorraine, like I said, have always loved haunted stuff, and they've always been into it. So he would go to these places, paint the buildings, and they'd get in there and talk to these people about the hauntings and everything, and get to talk to the owners and they're about their experiences and stuff. So that um, that's kind of how that started. And uh, they just kept on and kept on getting bigger, and 
eventually they get calls, like, to come investigate. Um, they, Ed's first case or experience that he had to go through, or not really that he had to, but, like, that him, you know, on this new adventure that him and Lorraine had, this is their very first case, um, a man... They had got a call about this guy. He literally was acting like a pig. Like, he smelled like a pig, made the noises, ate and drank like a pig. Like, he was imitating a pig. Um, so they had to go take care of that. <laughs> but that's like, uh, that was his first case. <laughs> I do that sometimes, you know. The kids push me <laughs> over the edge, and I just want to pull my hair out. And it's been one of them days where all I hear is, Hey, Daddy. Hey, Daddy. She's doing this. Hey, Daddy. He's doing this. Hey, I just want to run around snorting like a freaking pig. <laughs> Oh. Um, Could you imagine, though, really seeing that? I don't know what I'd do. You'd be um, like, what the heck is this guy's problem? Yeah, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, um, it's so strange. Yeah. They became known as the seekers of the paranormal not too long afterwards. And they kind of really stayed up in the northeastern part of America for yeah. the longest time. That's really where they got their uh, They didn't really, like, their... they didn't go really a lot of places until, like, I think the right 70s is when they got big, when TV started getting big, you know? Yeah. So, um, now this is the Conjuring house. The very, very, very first Conjuring that had Roger and Caroline and stuff in it. That's that's what Ooh. this one's based off of. So, or that's what the movie is based off of, is this situation. So, this is the Conjuring house in Harrisville, Rhode Island in 1971. So, Roger, Caroline, and his five daughters had moved into this new house. And they were, you know, unpacking the... the... the ship. <laughs> the truck. <laughs> they was unpacking the ship. <laughs> they was unpacking the truck and getting everything inside and, you know, unpacking. Well, the daughters were bringing in boxes and they started seeing this strange man just, like, all over the house. But they didn't say anything. And they ignored it. <laughs> um, well, then... Karen, Sorry, I couldn't ignore that. I'm I couldn't either. I'd, I'd be, be like, like uh, hell no. I'd be like, yo, man, I've been seeing this guy all over the house. You know, every time I bring a box in, he's in a different room, different place. I yeah, mean, I couldn't. Uh, can he leave? Yeah. Or I, I'll I leave. Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. Um, but then on another instance, um, Caroline, the mom, started seeing things too. She cut into an orange one day, and the juice became blood. So she That's was, always yeah. right. Then she saw a little woman um, just around the house, and then things started to move. So after that, she was like, uh, there's a ghost in here. I need help. So she, you know, found Ed and Lorraine. Um, <laughs> they had, Ed and Lorraine had found a bunch of hot spots in the house, which is, I guess, ghost code for that's where shit's happening. <laughs> Basically, this shit's happening now. I don't. I really don't know how else to say it. Um, they had detected this female spirit um, that had lived there, died there, and it was a sinister spirit. Well, they wanted to do a seance, but Roger, the husband, was skeptical and was like, "This is stupid. We don't have a ghost in here." But they did it. Two days later, um, Lorraine was trying to connect with it. Then an unseen force literally hit Caroline, lifted her up in this chair, throw threw her back, uh, like she threw herself back, and she started speaking in tongues. Well, um, Ed and Lorraine thought it was a demon attack or possession, but then Roger kicked them out or like punched Ed and then kicked him out because he was like, y'all hurt my wife, get out of my house. 
which if you've seen the movie is so different but i mean i I know why they wouldn't put that in the movie though because <laughs> that would be a really really shitty ending to a movie yeah but like that's actually what happened and i didn't know that and when i read about that or when i watched it i was like well, so what happened? Is <laughs> she like, did she ever die or something? Like, yeah, because <laughs> it, that's it doesn't talk about it anymore after that. So I was like, he just punched him, and that was the end of the story. But yeah, so I I don't know. But all right, so now this is gonna be about the Amityville Horror House. This is not uh. all of their cases either. This is one. Of, this is like the top, top, top ones. Yeah. So. I remember um, when this movie came out. I was a kid. Well, I don't. I wasn't like a. I was a little kid when it very fair when it first came out. I seen it one. like a couple year, a couple years later. I was probably like six or seven. I mean, no, nah, not that young. I was probably like eight when I first seen it. Mm. And man, it scared the living crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. God, I hated that movie. All right. So this is also I didn't know this place was in New York until I actually looked at the place. Mm-hmm. And this happened in 1976. So, and I've also done a conspiracy theory about this, and I've talked about this, I believe, here, but if not, I've talked about it on mine and Stephanie's podcast. This is actually a conspiracy theory, and a lot of people don't believe that it's real, but I'll talk about that kind of after everything happened. But either, regardless, this is the tr- this is true, 100% true. Um, in 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. shot and killed his family. Um, there was a mom, a dad, um... A couple brothers and a sister. Um, then, about one year later after the murders, George and Kathy uh, Lutz moved in. And they had this 28-day nightmare thing. And you might be remembering. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, they said windows would always open and close. They'd hear gunshots in the bedrooms. They'd hear voices, strange noises. They, I guess, would she's shaking heads, like, in the movie it showed Oh, yeah, in the pictures. second one. Not really the first one, but in the second one, it'd show them just, their head doing. Yeah, and then hear screams all the time. Well, um, this is apparently a case that Ed and Lorraine would never forget. Um, after the 28-day nightmare had happened, they got called in, and Ed and Lorraine got there, and they said all their stuff was still there. They looked like they had fled from the scene and never turned back. Like, every single personal item was there. They looked like it had, they said it looked like they fled in terror. And so, they went in, they were trying to figure out what happened. They went up the stairs to the second floor, and Lorraine was the leading person because she's the person that can, like, see shit and read it. So she was in front, the camera guy was behind her. Well, this force, like, made her chest like heavy and then she started feeling ill and she like fainted over like not fainted but then it passed out wait that's the same thing like she did you know so um she said it was the closest thing to hell she's ever felt so i mean it didn't really describe how she felt but like she said she felt bad (laughs) i imagine jeez um well then also, while they were there, Ed was forced to the ground by a unseen force. I don't remember what he was doing, um, but he uh, he was doing something, and this thing just, like, pushed him to the ground. Well, then he was doing the Bible ritual stuff that you do during an exorcism, and, like, he got up and nothing else happened to him. So he fought the demon back. 
ever pushed them down. Um, so after touring the house, they declared that they had a demon infestation. Infestation? That's how you say that. And guess what? They did a seance. <laughs> Lovely. So they found out that, this is also from the second one, that a warlock had lived there in 1928, but they couldn't get any other contact. Um, after the seance, everyone started feeling sick. Well, the camera guy walked up to the second floor to do something, and the same thing happened to him as it happened to Lorraine. So, heavy chest, felt sick, and felt like he was in hell. <laughs> well, after that happened, they cleansed the house, and they did an exorcism, I guess, on the house. Or on the guy. I don't really remember what they did it on. I think they did it on the house because the family had already, like, left. But um, then the Coltses moved to California after all that happened. California. Did you hear how I said that? California. California after everything happened, and they let the bank foreclose the house. Well, Ed and Lorraine kept in touch. I can't say keep still. They kept in touch with them, like, until they died. Every, all the time, they would check up on them. But... Going on the conspiracy thing thing on this, um, some other paranormal investigators, I guess, have looked at it and been, like, because they had the book. They had two movies. I think they have three yeah. now. But, like, some paranormal investigators are like, that makes no sense or whatever. So, like, it's one of those things where a lot of people believe it, but some people don't. So, but after this one, this is when they really started getting. Well, didn't when they was taking pictures through the house? Didn't they catch a picture of that boy, remember, peeking his head out? Yeah. Yeah, that they, was a creepy freaking picture. Oh, yeah, they because they were had to take pictures, you know, yes. just, just capture stuff, and they captured one of the, the little brothers poking his head out around the corner. So. See how much, see how much time we got. Oh. Sorry, guys. 31 minutes. We probably got another 30 minutes to go, too, don't we? Yeah, about. All right. Well, I'm going to go make another <laughs> deal of coffee. I mean, you're the one already doing everything. I, you know, this is a special. I'll be right back. I'm going to take five minutes. All right. You'll be like, what are you scared? She's scared, everybody. We're talking about Lexi's we're scared. About we're, she, Every time we've done something, oh last God, few yes. times we've done a podcast, That's stuff's no happening. And it's only when we do specials and stuff. I don't understand, but. Yes. Well, heck, I mean, we have the worst luck trying to do this stuff. All right. It's crazy. So, Dad's going to make coffee. I'll be right back. Don't let her get too scared. <laughs> Every now and then, while y'all are watching this on YouTube, send her an email or something or say something in the comments. Hey, Lexi, it's okay. We're still listening. <laughs> oh, God. Stop. Okay. So, Ed and Lorraine, they said that they had done this for fun, and they did it for free, and they didn't want to charge i almost said pay people <laughs> they didn't want to charge anybody to be cleansed or you know whatever so they just did it and to help people and warn people well going back to the amityville thing in 1977 a year after the incident happened where they went to the house and everything the amityville horror horror book and movie the first version came out um but ed and the rain was not mentioned in the book which is another thing about the conspiracy theory they weren't mentioned in the book. They didn't get more credit. I mean, they didn't get credit. But surprisingly, I don't know how, but I guess because people already knew, they got more uh, publicity 
off of the book and movie, even though they were not in it or mentioned in it. So, yeah, that kind of helped do the their career. Um, well, and again, 1977, over one million Ouija boards were sold in America in high demand. Um, because that's that's the year the Amityville thing came out, and that's when Ed and Lorraine were getting popular, so everyone was like, let's go contact some spirits. <laughs> so, um, then Ed and Lorraine started doing lecture tours at colleges, and if you've seen any of the movies that have them in it, then you kind of know that this is where they kind of start out, and this is where people go to get help from them. So, yeah. Um, they have also played audio clips and videos and photos at these college lectures to show people. Um, Lorraine has actually undergone a scientific test about her powers and her abilities, and there's not really a scientific answer, so what's she gonna do? <laughs> okay. Okay, so this is one that went to law. Went to law. Went to court. I can't talk, I'm sorry. Okay, this is happened in the 1980s. This is the case of Anne Johnson Brookfield, and this happened in Connecticut. She is a 19-year-old, uh, she was a 19-year-old. She had stabbed her landlord to death in rage. She claimed that she was possessed, and she took five, it took five men to, uh, hold her down. Um, her fiancé, or I mean his fiancé, I don't know why I said her, his fiancé, like, took on and helped the trial because, I mean, she thought he was innocent, so she, like, helped the trial. Um, and then after a couple months, he was found guilty. The judge said that being possessed was not a good enough excuse to kill somebody, so, um... A thing about him is that apparently the, his judge, the judge, was worried about his image. So I mean, so did I miss anything? Any googly googlies go on? That we, we had like we just had like a little shorty. Oh but yeah. You have to go back and listen if you want to know what it was. <laughs> All right, this is moving on to another one. That one was a shorty. That's just a little thing that happened. Um, it didn't really talk about what their role was in it, but. They talked like they were there, so, you know. Anyway, this is the Succubus Exorcism in West Pittsburgh, um, in 1986. Succubus. Now, what, what is that one again? This is the one where, like, the... the, you could, the no, the, 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 the succubus, succubus creature thing. Yeah. I've I, heard it before, but I don't remember. It's where they look really, really pretty from far away, but up close they're ugly and ugly and ugly, and they kill you. Ah. Kind of like ex-wives. When you first kind of met them from a distance, they looked good. And at first they looked good, but the more you started hanging around them, you realized how mean they were and wow. how ugly they really were. All right. Okay. Yeah. That goes for males and females. They're not just my ex. Everybody's ex. <laughs> All right. So everybody anyway. used to have an incubus. Uh, a succubus. Oh, succubus. Sorry. Uh, okay. So this uh, the story involves a married couple and four children. Um, apparently, they called themselves the plague because of the history that they have. Well, 
this family had gone to the local priest to get the home blessed, and the priest told them, no one here can help you. And that's when they went to the Warrens. So, like, the church turned them down, and the church is supposed to be there to help people. Yeah. They were like, bye, your house is too uh, much. Sorry, your ass. That's too much freaky stuff for us. <laughs> yeah, so they said one night the bed um, shifted at night with the couple on the bed, and then shadows were around it, and it, then something yanked the wife out of the bed. Mm, lovely. Yeah. Um, then the couple rose up to the ceiling, like, while laying down one time. Um, the succubus, the succubus, succubus creature appeared to the husband one day, um, looked really, 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 really beautiful and far away, but as it got closer, the uglier it got. Um, it had no teeth, and it attacked him, and it had this skeletal face, and just ugly and dead, basically. So it attacked him. Um, then after that, they were like, we need to get rid of this thing. Before it tries to, now, I'm not kill trying to be gr- be dirty, but is it the succubus kind of like there's? Because I remember as a kid watching us one with my mama about this house, and the ghost raped and raped the dad or something. It literally raped him. Um, I don't know if they do that. And then there was another one I watched where this woman was getting raped by a ghost. What kind of movies do you watch? No, for real. I can't remember. It's one was a. It's about a house in California. The one where their woman was getting raped, and the other one I don't remember. But it was really weird because like when well, they'd go camping, and people would uh, tell them when they got home, "Hey, y'all's lights were flashing on and off." And this was in the eighties, before uh-huh. cell phones. Uh uh-uh. uh. Anyways, didn't mean to slide off track that far. I was just uh. Things are fine. All right. Just um, wondering. That's good. So this is also involves a succubus story. I guess they that called. Sucks. They called the they called the police one night. I guess because things got a little too rough. Um, a cop went in with Ed to go through the house, and an unseen force grabbed Ed by the neck, throw and threw him back on the bed. Then the officer threw holy water at the air, trying to just guess where the ghost was, and uh, it it saved him. It saved Ed from dying. Well, that's when they suggested, not suggested, that's when they found out that that's, uh, that thing going on in the house was powerful and they needed help. Um, then they had to go to a bunch of conferences to get help because no one wanted to help them. Like They had to put on conferences and talk to people and be like, hey, this church is not helping us. Can anyone out there help us? Well, eventually they found a priest or a father and they rid the house of evil. So the house is apparently good now. I guess nothing bad, bad happened, but like it's crazy to me that no one wanted to help. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, well, that's how I it get is it. at first. I mean, even even today, they say it's really hard to get help sometimes when it's that bad. Yeah. Well, and like me, I I love people, but like if someone came up to me and they're like, "Hey, I got a demon. Can you help me? I'm kicking him out of my house. I can't." Uh, <laughs> I'd be sorry, like, <laughs> uh, I don't think I can today. Yeah. Like, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So, now we're going to talk about the haunting, the haunting in Connecticut. Oh, and we got to tell them, too. I don't know if they know this. I mean, they should, I mean, if they know anything about these people, they know. But if they don't, every time they do a haunting, there's always an object sometimes. Oh, yeah, which we'll talk about that later, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. they take these objects yeah, so from everywhere. 
And you'll know that, too, if you also have seen the remakes of movies. Yes. And you see their little thing in their house. It's had their own little museum. So. And Stephanie. Yeah. For a minute, I was like, wait a minute. I heard something out there. It is Stephanie. I heard the caca. <laughs> All right. So this is The Haunting of Connecticut. This okay, was in, staff, stop. We can hear you there, Gomez. This was in Southington, Connecticut um, in 1984. This is the one about the cancer boy, if you have seen the remake. Or the movie. I don't know if that one's been redone. I'm pretty sure it has. Anyway. So, basically, this their son was getting cancer treatments, and they couldn't afford to live where they were. They Because the drive was, what, like four, three, four yeah, hours and away. Yeah, he had to go, like, every week. Yeah. And they couldn't do it, and they needed a more affordable place closer to the hospital, too, if they something happened. Because they didn't live close to the hospital. So... She just found the place, and she just bought it like that, and it was really cheap. But get this. Um, the son wanted to sleep in the basement. So the basement was an area that we'll talk about in a minute. But the funeral, I mean, it was a funeral home. Like, the whole building was a funeral home. And I didn't know about this until, like, a little bit later. So, Yeah. Um, one day the mom was mopping the floor in the basement and the water turned blood red. And didn't the, uh, helper that was helping her clean, cause she hired clean, a cleaning lady to help her. Didn't she leave and never come back after that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She said it was a little Mexican lady helping her clean. And she said she's seen that. And she just went off saying something in Spanish going. Yeah. <laughs> and then just never came back. Um, the son that was having the hand, the cancer treatments, he started seeing this guy. And if you remember in the movie, he was seeing this guy too. Yeah. But he ended up saving him, so it's okay. But he started seeing this guy. Um, this man, he had a long, he was like tall. He had a black squinty eyes and long black hair. And he had a weird face, according to him. He would stand across from him and tell him to do bad things or say bad stuff. Um, the family thought that the cancer treatments were affecting him and, like, doing stuff to him. Um, then the niece saw something, which was, like, if you remember in the movie, she wasn't, she was just, I guess, living with him or something, but it's, yeah. Anyway, She was so, there to help out or something. Yeah, something like that. Um, so she saw something, and it convinced them that something was going on. Um, an entity had pulled her shirt and her bra off her shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Creepy. Yeah. The niece ran to the aunt's room and was like, hey, stuff's going on in your house. Yeah, it's uh, it's trying to take my brazier off. So, yeah. <laughs> it wants to see my, um, you know. So when she ran to the room, the hand on the, the door handle, she put her hand on the door handle, and then her nightgown got bigger and bigger. Like, it was like, uh, what's this motion called? It was, getting, uh, it was bubbling, kind of. Yeah. And then it laughed, <laughs> and it went back to normal. Wow. Um, as she's on her way to her aunt's room. Uh, yeah, so that happened. And then it started, stuff like, started happening around the house. Like, a crucifix would shatter, or, uh, rosary would shatter, or just anything that had to do with God or Jesus would just Or break. sometimes the crosses would be turned upside down. Yeah. Like, everything would be messed with. Anything with Jesus yeah. on it or God was like... Yep. So that's when the Warrens were called. Um, they went in there... And they sus suspected a necrophilia, old, uh, necrophilia um, issue happening <laughs> that was a ghost situation because um, it was an old nursing home. Um, 
and they had equipment in the basement, and they kind of did weird stuff to the body. So, <laughs> but Lorraine toured the home and the basement where all the equipment was, and apparently still is. Yeah, because it was still there when they moved in, she said. Yeah, like, because the door had locked half the time. They couldn't even get in. Yeah. Well, Lorraine felt something demonic in the basement. Um, the Warrens felt, like, just all of a sudden, like, something bad. And so, after that, they felt something sharp, stabbing. Like, just something sharp, a stabbing pain. And then he, and then cold. And... Then they heard footsteps and knocking, and things started falling down. Well, so they had a priest come bless the house. <laughs> um, but three came instead of one. So three came. The They had an exorcism on the house. A priest was attacked. But nine weeks after the Warrens came, an exorcism was held. Um, the niece lifted up into the, like, lifted, just lifted up into the air by her neck. Um... Then she started growling, and the re the aunt had reached out like to her shoulder, and she just went back to the room while like she was herself again. So, well, then Ed's chest uh, during the exorcism felt like there was fire on it, and it was really red later on. Uh, they said there was chaos in the house whenever they were doing the exorcism, like it was like I said, there were, like things being thrown. Like, people getting lifted up in the chairs. and So, but they said it took longer than expected. It was hours of a fight. Like, hours. That so. sounds like a fun night right there. <laughs> yes! And they also made books about it. I love getting it. picked up by a ghost and just smacked in the face all the time. Ugh. And don't get me started on the spirits that slap me. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. So. That would score me for life if I got attacked by a ghost like that. Oh, Yeah. Freaking, I don't know what I'd do. Alright, so, Ed and LaWarren, Ed and LaWarren, LaWarren, Ed, Ed and LaWarren, the Warrens started training people, and, to like, get them to do what they do, because they were getting older, they were getting slower, and they needed some help, so they started training people. Basically, got passed down to these two gentlemen. Um, the gentlemen would go check out a situation, and see if it was worthy, or okay, and, Everything of having Ed and Lorraine there. And then they would bring him in. Hmm. Um, they did this inter this interview of an exorcism. Because like I said, they videotaped that stuff. Well, this girl was talking in a different voice. Because normally whenever you're, you know, possessed, you don't talk in your voice. But she talked in a different voice and she had closed her eyes. And she wasn't responding, so they gave her a pen and paper, and she was writing down stuff in a different language. Um, they said that she was possessed, so they did an exorcism. But, uh, didn't say what happened after that. They just kind of, they were kind of, I think, just showing us on the documentary, like, what kind of stuff they were dealing with. Because, yeah, it's one of those things, I think, where you have to see it, so. Well, then, in another instance, a 95-pound woman ripped out of restraints and, like, attacked everybody during an exorcism. And then she's got some strength. Yeah. And then a woman was possessed during an exorcism trial, and I don't know what that is. I'm guessing they do it for fun, and they. I don't know what an exorcism get. trial is. Or, That's weird. Yeah, or maybe they just have never to heard like, of that. Maybe they just have to like. I don't know. I was. I don't really know what that is, but. All We're right. gonna put the exorcism <laughs> on trial. Yeah. 
So this is um, the devil on case. This is something that um, went to court. Like I'm not a big court, but it went to court. Um, this happened in Helbron, Helbron, Connecticut, in 1990. The renter that um, was renting the house thought the house was haunted, so you know she left. Being smart, she's like, "I'm not staying here." Well, then the landlord sued her for the rest of the money and was like, "You're gonna finish paying off what you're supposed to be here for." And then the people who were renting the place called Ed and Lorraine. Um, it didn't say anything about that, but it didn't really say anything else about it. Oh, about back that there. Part, about that one. But they did say that they got books and stuff written on them pretty much kind of after that. And they got their own TV show, and I did not know that. They had, they, had, they, had, uh, they had their own TV show, which is pretty cool. Okay, so the museum thing that we were talking about earlier, they... Normally, from each case, they get, like, the possessed item or the item that they need to get taken <laughs> out of the house. Yeah. And they keep it. Well, it used to be in their house, and they used to have a priest come bless it once a week. Now, since they're both dead, they have a um, museum, and a priest does still come bless it once a week. But, like, Annabelle's in there. Um, oh, God, all sorts like, of stuff. Like, everything's in there. I'd love to go check it out, but I'd be afraid of something attaching to me. Yeah. That's my I biggest actually worry. have a story. <laughs> I actually I, have that's a story what it's, about I mean, that I know too. they always blessed it, but that's amazing how they could always keep so much stuff down there and nothing ever happened to them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know they came and got it blessed, but still you'd think with, oh, I mean, that's a lot of spirit. That's a lot of, that's a lot of paranormal energy down there. Mm -hmm. Just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just think if you set it on fire, how much of that would be released into oh, the air. I know. What if it didn't even burn? You know how creepy that'd be? All right. So in 2001, that's a year before I was born, um, the Warrens got invited to Japan to explore a haunted house tunnel thing. Well, they got back from Japan, and Ed suffered a massive stroke. Um, the paramedics used paddles, and they got him back, but he was never the same. He was stuck in a coma for, like, the rest of his life. Like, he never woke up. Um, Lorraine cared for him and basically, you know, cleaned him, bathed him, changed him, you know, everything to keep him not dead, you know. And she still continued to do the paranormal stuff, so she was not only taking care of Ed, who's in a coma. Um, she's with other people, the people that they train. Yeah. And she's still trying to help people. And see, that was pretty cool because back in the day... They was giving out free classes. They would rent out a gym, a high school gym or something. Yeah, because they or do lectures. Or a cafeteria, lectures. and they would do lectures, and then they'd have, you know, if you want to volunteer, and they wouldn't charge anybody. Mm -mm. No, they did That's it all for was free. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, on August 23rd of 2006, um, Ed passed away. Oh, too. When you didn't talk about the one on the documentary, and they was in Japan. Was it Japan he went to? Or they went to for that deal? That. For uh, didn't they go back over there for for a job basically? Yeah, for they, hunting? they went to Japan for Japan. A job. Okay, but remember Japan? He's like, this is the spot I was sitting at when I found out my daughter was born. Oh, and they took that picture. Oh yeah, and then there's a picture of him when he found out like some odd years ago to the new one. Yeah, remember that? 
Yeah, so whenever they went to Japan, they went to the spot where he found out that his daughter uh, was born. And, yeah, they were comparing pictures, and it was crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, so this is the part where I kind of cried. Because it was so cute in the documentary how they put it. Yes. Um, August 23rd, 2006, Ed had passed away. Um, I guess they called him his son-in-law, but I don't know if he was because they didn't, like, say. But, I mean, it could have been. Um... The son-in-law, whoever he was, helped Lorraine with the paranormal stuff after that. Well, then, a couple years later, Warner Bros. started a call, and they wanted to make the movie about the parent family or The Conjuring. Then The Conjuring came out, and that started Conjuring 1, 2, 3. That started Annabelle 1, 2, 3. So, you know. Oh, God, well. and then, the, yeah, Annabelle. I mean, there was The Conjuring to Annabelle. And then uh, there's other con. I mean, man. there's like four conjurings. There's like three Annabelles. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, then the haunting in Connecticut. Yeah, because like, after they that, made that a movie. they started going back on their cases and they started making everything a movie. Yeah, and man, you know that freaking people got paid for all those yeah. stories. But that's cool though, because they needed to be recognized for all the hard work they did. Yeah, and to get some of them stories that they did out there, because I mean, you don't need to be narrow-minded. I mean, there's ghosts and stuff out there. You just, it's it's just weird. Your brain's trained for one thing, and if you're really, I don't mean to be mean and say narrow-minded, but if you don't want to think outside the box, that's how your head's going to be. You're like, I, you, it, yeah, you know, because it, the ghosts don't feed off of that because you know they're just harder for them to communicate when and, they're already. And it's like it's trying to get you; they can't go through that because like you're not yeah. open or whatever. And then that's what's funny too. And I mean, I mean, they can still get you sometimes. Oh, I, it's so you. weird because it's like the. And most of them, some of the movies, like the videos, like it's like some people, like for the guys, oh yeah, like that are the people who are like, that's not real, that's effing bullshit. Oh yeah, and then it happens to them, and they're like, okay, yeah, let's go uh, get this taken care of. Um, some of the people that Ed and Lorraine worked with, they were telling everybody that you know they left a dent in history. They started everything. Oh, they like, did. They did, and they left a huge dent in history, and like, they're awesome, basically. They are. Like, that... They're. Like they started basically. That's why I thought our first, stuff. like, especially being Halloween, yeah, and stuff. I thought with us being the ghost story podcast, we should honor them and do something because I mean, if it wasn't for them, there wouldn't be ghost stories. There yeah. wouldn't be. I mean, there'd still be ghost stories. Don't wouldn't get me be wrong, as good, but there though. wouldn't be, you know, people looking for ghosts and all this. Well, and it's so cute because they did everything together and together. they were like the I perfect mean, couple and yes. they were together all those years and. Just, I mean, think about it. Could you people imagine being with the same person day and now? I'm not saying. Look, there's that. Oh, it's gone. No, I we're think not. That doing was this. a little dust bunny thing again, or something. But there was a string that went floating, and it went it right. Better by, be a string. It went floating like this. It looked like, but then it darted right behind your head. I swear, this better not. That better yeah. be a string, not a freaking orb. I'm not cry. <laughs> I'm not doing this. All right. <laughs> Um, they are also, they're called the grandparents of modern ghost hunting. And I mean, I believe that. I believe that. Give me a pen and a notepad real quick. Um, so on April 18th of 2019, um, Lorraine passed away. Um, she was 92 and orbs were seen at her coffin at the funeral. So she wasn't, she wasn't like, I mean... <laughs> it was sad, but like she was there in spirit, yeah, and everything, and even in death, she was, you know, still doing what she loved. So that's kind of cute, and I don't know. It's just it's a really cute documentary. But yeah, I mean, it. before I got sidetracked by that thing, but 
Could you imagine being with the same person day in and day out? And I don't mean you go to your job and she goes to her job. They worked together and went home. And then it How many relationships, think about it, could really do that? Have your own business or whatever, do that, and then go home every night to that person and still have a healthy marriage. Uh, I guarantee there's 90% of marriages out there today couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah. do it. It's because, I mean, they had, like, that old, good, genuine yes. love, and it was awesome. And I and just love how they was together constantly. And never gave up. Yeah. Or anything. And they never gave up on what they was trying to do. He never, even though. And they know, never asked for money, and I'm pretty yes. sure people tried to pay them. They never yeah. wanted money. They just wanted to help people. That's, like, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Because that was his goal. He wanted, to be, you know, like I said, people to know that, hey, there is a devil out there, <laughs> you know. And if you go venturing in the wrong stuff, you're going to end up Yes, and that was another thing. He was trying to prevent and tell people to leave the dang Ouija boards alone. Which is so weird because, like, after <laughs> the um, Peril Sculptor guys came out, everyone started buying them. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> but, I mean, everyone loved them. But they them. need to be on it. I didn't realize there was such a break, groundbreaking people and such good people. Me neither. And then I watched that, and it, like, Because even the heart. ghost hunter guy, the bald guy, Jason, was like, Man. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was in that, yeah. Yeah, he's like, these guys were like groundbreakers. I mean, they were like the godfathers of paranormal stuff. And think about how long they did these people. They started, he came back from uh, pretty much after the war, after World War II. They started doing it around the in the 50s, basically. Yeah. Because he was doing other stuff working. But then that's when he started, you know, they'd see a house and paint it. And he'd be like, hey, I painted this. Can we come in and talk? And then they'd start talking to them about their experiences. And they just kept doing it. for. So you figure about they started doing it in the 50s. And they didn't really get any national recognition or anything till the 70s. So they started doing something for about 25 years before they even got recognized that, hey, what they're doing is real. Could you imagine being a diehard about something you love and sticking into it that much, knowing that the outside world thinks you're a joke. Hey, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, hey. that may, that does really help though. Like, I mean, they're so like, I, they're so awesome. They and were very good people. I mean, I like I said, they were they need to be honored and you know, because I mean, there just wouldn't be no paranormal stuff probably without. I mean, there would be, but they just want to be as good yeah. and interesting as it is, and like. I mean, especially for the for the time they did it, they didn't have any equipment. All they had was a, a typical recorder, and they them didn't come out to the seventies. Yeah. So they didn't have them in the fifties and the sixties when they were doing that stuff. You know, so you got to think they were like groundbreakers, and they didn't have all the electric stuff we do now. Yeah. You know, they just had them. <laughs> so we need to. Recognize them every time y'all uh, listen to us or even watch anything paranormal. Think about them guys. They were cool. Ed and Lorraine Warren. And think about it, too. They sacrificed their house, their bodies, everything. Because they stuck time. all that stuff. They would take it and put it in their house so nobody else could get it and, and have, have their house the on thing. it. I mean, come on. And they they risked so much. Own. Yes. And they even had their daughter there. Yeah. You know. So. But, uh. I think it's time we wrap it up. Yes, it's been fun. It's been real, Chapatos. Well, I am so sad that this is the last day of October. Well, yes, whenever it, you guys hear this, it will be. But yeah. for us, we have Halloween, and that's it. But Thanksgiving's coming up and Christmas. And even though it sucks, 
we were already planning for it. It sucks because yes. like, we want Halloween to last longer. But well, we're God, it ticked, it ticked us off today. We went to, I get paid on Mondays. Monday when I went to Walmart, they had pumpkins. I didn't get any, didn't get any just yet. And all I needed was two for me and Lexi because the kids already had theirs. And uh, <clears throat> they had on Monday. We went there today. Today's Friday when we're recording this. We went there Friday after work. They didn't have any pumpkins. They didn't have any freaking of the pumpkin carving kits. Half the Halloween stuff was already starting to get boxed up and put away, and Christmas stuff was coming in yeah. already. And I'm like, that's what pisses me off. Halloween, Halloween does happened. not get to stick around for shit, man, Mm-mm. for nothing. And then before you know it, I mean, Halloween hasn't even started hap- yeah. or happened, and they're already saying, get out of here. Yeah. It's time for Christmas. What the frick, man? Come on. But... I mean, hey, in a year we'll be so prepared. <laughs> Next yes. Year. But um, all right. I think we're gonna let you guys go. But I just want to give a huge shout out to everybody. We oh, are almost yes. at nine hundred downloads. And since we've been doing this, but yes, in another but big shout month, out for yes, we are them. almost at how much? Three hundred and fifty for one month. Thank you yeah, guys. For one That's month. freaking and amazing. And we normally only get like one fifty. Which is good. We're not driving. We thought 150 was awesome. Yeah, but then when October we blew up. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Thank you to the new countries and states we've been getting. And um, thank you. I'm going to give a shout out to our Men Wells people because I didn't know we had people, and we do. Yes, we uh, got on Anchor now. We got on Anchor. We're on more, 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 we are on more platforms now. I think we're on four more. uh, podcast platforms. I can't remember the names of them. I, I ain't never heard them. So yeah, we're honestly on en- pretty much. I think anything. We applied for Pandora. Yeah. We're waiting to hear back. But we're on anything. Like pretty if you much. don't have these people ta- asking me all the time, like, hey, I don't have Spotify. I'm like, we have YouTube or we have Google Play. Or yes, I mean, if you, iTunes, like I said, Amazon, if you just iHeart, if you Spotify. don't have anything else, just go to YouTube and type in "Ghost Stories Still from the South." Yes, and mommy, you got a video and audio in the same thing. And if you yes, because there's the audio. Yeah, I mean, the there's video, some you don't of them to. we do the videos, some we don't. You know, it just depends on my hair if I have a bad hair day. <laughs> me too. But we want to thank but, you guys because that's awesome. Three hundred and fifty. For two country bumpkins doing this in the small town of Minner Wells, we want to thank everybody in Minner Wells who downloads it and listens. Yeah, we got like 75% here just yeah, from like crazy. we started on this new Freaking app. nuts, and it's thank you awesome. guys. But it's awesome. It's yeah. all cool. And we're going to put a video on Facebook thanking everybody for it. We're just waiting until the end of October to get the final tally-hoes. Yeah. So. But we've been doing this for six months now, and we've got almost 900 downloads. We've almost got 350 for this month, man. Hey. We're, I love it. We love we're you halfway there. You. Just thank guys, and like I said, in May, that's going to be our one year anniversary. So we might try to plan something special. Yeah, really we're special. Have to, like, go somewhere and do something. But yes. All right, I think we need. But to uh, don't here. forget now we're on a uh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> our emails, uh, ghost story, or yeah, emails ghost stories told from the south at gmail dot com. Like she said, we're pretty much everywhere. YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, any, just, uh, anything. We even got our, our own Patreon page. Yeah, just type in Ghost Story Soul from so, the South and you'll yeah. find us. Um, and just keep on sending us messages. Um, yeah. And y'all, uh, we uh, appreciate the downloads a lot, but we give us some likes and hit them subscribe button, guys. Keep, uh, we need, uh, you know. 
Oh, keep don't following be and subscribing and yeah. stuff. And like on the uh, Facebook stuff and the Instagram, don't be afraid to like comment or share or whatever. Because I'm oh, gonna yeah. start what I'm gonna oh, start yes. doing is I'm and gonna start liking y'all guys stuff and commenting for the on people y'all. that have emailed us on our uh, email from the the person from the San Antonio. The only reason I ain't saying your names because I don't know how y'all feel about that. So I'm not gonna unless y'all email and say hey, say my name. I'm not going to. Anyways. <laughs> she sent me some more stuff on the goat, man. I'm going to get it done. I haven't done it yet. That's going to be my November. Give a shout out to her. And then uh, Lexi was talking to uh, a person where? What's that uh, investigation group? I'm going to have to look it up. Anyway, there's an investigative paranormal group that talked to us and liked our show. And we, we like what they have on YouTube, what they go and do. So we might try to talk to them, maybe do something together or. Yeah, you know, and I'm getting a lot of more messages about people sending me messages and following me and yes. everything, and I am following everybody back. So. It's getting awesome, guys, and we thank you. But hit them subscribe buttons more and uh, get them uh, follows and likes up to par with our downloads. But yeah, thank you for the downloads. But it, I mean, so it's amazing. Much. 350. Like, yeah. It's just I don't know if just because it's October and it's Halloween or y'all just really like what we're producing and hey if you do man thanks a lot thank wow, you we appreciate it big time <laughs> all right well love you guys has a and if you've been listening Halloween. to this you've been listening to mm, excuse me ghost yeah. stories told from the south i am your host Stephen leboot and this is your co-host lexi leboot and uh this has been a booth podcast incorporated anyways <laughs> i was trying to do a plug there uh Let's just go. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that. Like I said, sorry for the inconvenience today. And uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the weekend. Be good. Stay cool out there. It's one hot mother lover. But uh, scary times coming around the corner. Time to be getting them fire pits ready, telling some good old ghost stories. And then Halloween will be here. God, my favorite time of the year. It'll be fun, 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 guys. Fun. But we will holler at you next Saturday. Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for telling your friends about it. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, thank you for the YouTube channel that's growing too. Just uh, thank you guys. Just keep listening and listening and uh Keep it scary. Bye, guys. We'll see you later.